Sorry, we're out of time on the main show, but we are also recording off the air. So I figure we might as well just toss in this extra segment for some good fun. Uh, well, you know, it's not necessarily a fun story, um, but, you know, it's fun <laughs> when I'm on air. So Absolutely. I'm having a good time. I'm, it's great being here, Daniel. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. I'll be here all week or Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central. Uh, okay. So final segment of the show is a labor uh, story. So the National Labor Relations Board, NLRB, mm-hmm. uh, is making it harder for fast food workers to collectively bargain and to unionize. So mm-hmm. a little context on this. The NLRB released a ruling recently uh, that is going to make it harder for fast food workers, but other franchisee business model industries from collectively bargaining. And the ruling is really redefining what a joint employer is. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, they're saying that it's harder now, or the, the the ruling is now making it harder for corporations to define themselves as joint employers alongside other companies they have relationships or partnerships with. So mm-hmm. in context, what this looks like is that basically um, a McDonald's franchise, mm-hmm. so you know the one across the street on Main Street here in Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm is a separate employer mm-hmm. from McDonald's Corporation, from right. like, you know, the 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 Ivory Tower McDonald's. Right. Or, from what I understand, even the ones across the street or down the road. Correct. They, they completely would operate right. independently. Right, right. Yeah. And so it's, it is a, it's a different employer, and they are not joint. Right. And so what this would say is that workers at a McDonald's franchise aren't jointly employed by... McDonald's a corporation, right. or you know they aren't under similar ownership from the franchise, uh, you know two blocks over, mm-hmm. which makes it harder for franchisee workers to collectively bargain as McDonald's employees um, to you know push for better working conditions mm-hmm. or higher wages um, against the mother company because technically they're separate entities. Right. Uh, so this is a pro-employer win. Right. And this is a loss for worker groups. Right. Um, I, you know, I think if you are a Burger King or a McDonald's, uh, as of recently, uh, I think it was under the Obama administration, this was basically flipped. So it was a little easier for joint employers to, or it was a little easier for corporations to um, be defined as joint employers. So workers had a little more flexibility to collectively bargain. Um, that made... Burger King and McDonald's very upset because right. it creates um, a new set of liabilities that mm-hmm. the mother company has to now be responsible for. Mm-hmm. So if there are any labor violations, if there are any issues at the franchisee level, it's not that franchisee owner or management firm that owns a few different McDonald's and Burger Kings and Wendy's around the city. It's not their responsibility. It now falls on McDonald's, Burger King, like the the corporation right um and that was something they were saying you know this is too hard for us to handle uh we're not going to be able to have oversight over all this this is a bad idea yeah um so now the the tables have turned oh how the (laughs) turntables and the current situation is putting uh basically more power in the hands of the employer to push off that responsibility on to, you know, whatever franchisee owner it is and basically make it so that it's so disjointed 
that it's difficult for there to really be an amassing of power in labor right. from McDonald's workers. So, you know, what does this really mean in practice? I, I think it is a broader representation of a fissured workplace, right. a decentralized economy that is um, manifested in things like the gig economy, the temp economy, mm -hmm. where it's really unclear who is your boss, who do you even organize with or against, mm -hmm. um, how do I bargain for improving my working conditions when I don't really even know who my employer is, right? right. So that is the dynamic that we see in today's economy, and there are a lot of loopholes and regulations that allow for that kind of decentralization. And I think this is just another example of that. So, you know, I think labor groups are probably going to be upset with this change. Um, makes it harder for fast food workers to, like, push for $15 minimum wage, things mm -hmm. like that. Uh, w what are your thoughts? I mean, either on how this could continue to play out and so, and, and how you think different entities might be um, taking the news. Well, I, I think what's interesting is, is you know, I mean, I, I'd like to say that this comes out of nowhere and, and that, that, you know, I, I wouldn't expect, you know, a move like this. But, you know, let's take it a step further now. Let's look at what what does operating independently mean for the franchisee and the, uh, you know, the, the parent or, or larger entity of McDonald's um, in terms of their relationship outside of employment. So say if there's a you know, an issue that, uh, you know, either strikes regionally or maybe even locally at a, at a specific uh, uh, McDonald's, you know, maybe it's a uh, something legal or, or a lawsuit, you know, how, how do they define, you know, what is a um, standalone franchisee versus a maybe general um, kind of regional franchise area versus, you know, at, at scale right. all of all of McDonald's. So, um, you know, are, if, if you have an issue, if you have a legal issue or a lawsuit, do you take that up with now the parent company or these these local areas? Now, if you do have to look at, at every single thing, like you were saying, locally for every single franchisee where they are now operating under the same, um, you know, operations of their parent company, mm -hmm. but if they're all in charge of them, you know, do they have the ability to, to handle that oversight? Um, you know, we're just, where, where does this go past just employment? You know, right. where does this go just past, you know, kind of protecting some of themselves? Um, so I think that there, there might be a little bit of a, a kind of a monkey paws, uh, sort of a reaction, but, um, you know, in terms of, of the labor, uh, kind of movement that I think that we've been able to see, like you were saying, into the gig economy, into other areas, um, you're going to start to see who people uh, want to work for. You know, I, I think that, that um, uh, when people react to, to some of these um, things by just saying, well, maybe McDonald's isn't going to be, you know, an employer of choice for, you know, a certain group or, or maybe, you know, this, this is, you know, we'll start to see kind of how, um, McDonald's can, can respond to that as a whole. Um, I do think that, that obviously anything that kind of takes away from your, your customer and what builds the company is, is probably, you know, not the best move, but, um, you know, that's, it kind of remains to be seen here. Yeah. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. 
Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries.